0: It's Life on Life's Terms. Alright, here we are again. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson. And uh, like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program. Although
1: we do uh, advocate them and and are members of them. Uh, My name is Chris Mandeville. We are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass, on Quincy Ave. Um, We ask that you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play. Um, It's called The Life on Life's
0: Terms podcast. And Uh, go to the site, lolterms.com, lol. Um, And uh, you can subscribe through the site. Yep. Uh, we have a YouTube channel and we have a Facebook group, uh, "Life on Life's Terms" podcast Facebook group. Yep, where we broadcast all of this live.
1: Um, so on Thursday Thursdays. Yes. So please support us. Um, <laughs> and what else do we talk about here We introduce the guest. Oh now. yes, um, that would that would be Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, the thanks for infamous. coming.
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: So yeah, normally what happens is uh you share your experience, strength, and hope. And uh I don't know, we make fun of you. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so Take it away. Take it away.
2: Take it away. All right. Hi guys. Uh my name's Nicole Scheib. Um my sobriety date is October fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. Nice. Uh yeah. So uh Miracle I- Always. Um, So I grew up in a small town, Holbrook. I've lived on the social Show my whole life. Um,
1: Holbrook, that kind of like, it's like in the middle of nowhere. There's like, you can't really get out of there fast. You can't get in there fast. You probably don't want to go in there. I lived in the only trailer park in Holbrook with (laughs) my mom. Nice. In my darker days.
0: I live
1: in a trailer. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird, Holbrook.
2: It is. Small town though. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. Yeah, right. You know what I mean?
1: Can be good, but can definitely be can bad definitely as well. Can definitely be
2: bad. Yeah, so uh let me say I picked up my first drug at the age of 14. Um I don't remember my first drink. Um and from there my disease progressed. Um we moved when I was a junior in high school, and moved down to Marshville to an ocean town. So it was mostly um, parties on the beach, and yeah, it was Marsh the '90s. Vegas. Yeah,
1: Marsh Vegas is lovely. Marsh Vegas. Is so lovely. it was a drinking town with the ocean problem.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so I grew up in the '90s, and uh, we took a lot of acid. So pretty much my high school days were uh, drinking, smoking weed, and taking acid. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I had a good high school career. Yeah, you know too. what I mean? I loved it. Yeah, me <laughs> That's too. exactly what I did.
2: Good times, good times. Uh, so I'm a senior in high school, and I'm introduced to cocaine. Um, how my disease progresses is that uh, the cocaine didn't work for me anymore, so I went on to bigger and better. Yeah. 18, I become a <clears throat> smoke and crack user, and uh, yeah. It was one hell of a time.
1: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I know mine was. <laughs> <laughs> but, But, like... Back then it was like, you know, Richard Pryor was doing it, and like all these stars were doing it, like you'd see yes. all that it, so it's like
2: I gotta try that. Absolutely. In the
0: nineties I, I never uh, I and it was did it wasn't it wasn't really 90s, was
1: it so. crack or was it well in
2: the free early base? 90s. It was free base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I
0: smoked a lot of crack in the nineties. I don't know what I'm talking about. You did? Yeah. In the early nineties I didn't though.
2: Yeah, mine was the late 90s. later nineties. Later nineties.
1: Yeah, mine I, I, I think just,
0: I was just still drinking. That was, was actually
1: the first time I ever tried coke was crack. I went to my high school prom with an 8-ball of powder, and I came home with an 8-ball of powder. I didn't even touch it. The first time I ever tried it, I smoked it. That's Brockton for you. Yeah. Good Just went to the pug-y-do. big guns. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. big or go home. That's right. You know? It was, yeah. And and instantly, I knew why people were doing... Because how how that whole thing came about was a friend of mine ended up going to jail for selling some coke to an undercover crop. Uh, so me being the young father and entrepreneur that i was i took over her business for her <laughs> and <laughs> like my friends started coming and buying stuff and it's like one of my buddies i was out all day on a saturday driving around and we he buys this car that he's always wanted and at two in the morning he was ready to give me the fucking title for like a 40 absolutely i'm like he's like couldn't Oof. even talk i'm like go home <laughs> just go home like but i understood and then once i tried it i'm like oh my god now i know why so yeah kind of kind of crazy
2: yeah so uh i'd say about 99 is when i hit a phase of my life when uh listen don't judge people okay um i became a became a rave kid <laughs> if oh, yes. <laughs> that stuff yeah yep Right. So uh, I got hooked on Ecstasy, Special K, and Crystal Meth and traveling uh, to the western part of the state, traveling up to New Hampshire. And uh, hmm. yeah, those are days I fondly remember.
1: I did that stuff, but it was on the western part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> California. Glow, glow sticks? Yeah.
2: Glow sticks.
1: Yeah. Vapor rub. Vapor rub, too, huh? Yeah.
0: We used to, yeah, we used to do eat that it? type of stuff. We, had, we used Tiger Bomb. You put it on your temples when you when you're tripping. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. We used to put it on our upper lip, so when you inhaled the vapor rub, it's supposed to enhance your high. Oh, really? Yeah. When
1: you were taking ecstasy.
0: Yes. I can remember tripping and putting that tiger bomb on my temples and thinking the wind was blowing right through my head.
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I'm actually. Uh, I can picture that. True story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that weird sensation on both sides.
2: Mm. Mm. uh so during this time i uh i found out i'm pregnant at about 20 years old and i thought all right that's just a phase of my life uh the drug phase and i'm gonna be a mom and uh, now i'm gonna get my life together mm. uh so i have my first son at 21 and uh three months after i had him um uh ocs came into the area i lived in uh about 2001 yeah. and uh you know, it starts off with maybe 10 milligrams, and you're feeling good, and then you your body becomes, you know, needing more, and uh, it's off and running.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ugly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's say six months to a year, um, like most heroin addicts, uh, we find out about heroin, and it's cheaper. And um, Yeah. Mm. So, I start traveling into Brockton every day. That's pretty much where I did my running, and... Uh, for the next fourteen years, I was an IV drug user trying to get sober and not knowing how. Mm. You know. Mm. Um,
1: so yeah, right about when yours kicked off, that's when mine.
2: You had screeching halt. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Courtesy of Brockton PD. Yeah,
0: well, I was I was working in on a at a commercial building in Brockton doing a fence behind the. And uh, I got heroin. I had to go into the front of the building to talk to the owner about the fence. And by the time I walked around through the alley and out to the back, I scored heroin before I got to the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how prevalent that was. I used to go to Brockton and I'd be mad if I couldn't score within like 15 minutes to be like, what's going on today? You know what I mean? Cops must be out or something. Yeah. 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 So bad. Just, Just so bad. Five minutes, Papa. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Five minutes.
2: An hour later Yeah uh, Yeah so that became uh, That was when my 14 years of trying to get sober And not knowing how um, I went to multiple halfway houses uh, I did a methadone clinic for three years I did a suboxone clinic um, I had Four 51 A's filed on me And that's for um, child neglect For all the overdoses that occurred at my home Um Ugh. Yeah. yeah So what that looked like for me was um, Losing custody of my kids um, By the grace of God My parents got custody of them So
1: did did it take four of them For them to come in and take your kids away Or
2: Yes um, It went to you know the first time a slap You need to go to maybe like an IOP Or go to some meetings The second you know, time maybe you intensive should Intensive outpatient program Right yeah, That's right Uh Second time is more of you need to go away for 30 days, you know. And my thing was, all right, I'll go away for 30 days, and then I'll be cured, and then I can come yeah. home and oh, live my life. You who know?
0: Uh, who took the kid during the 30 days when you were gone?
2: My child was pretty much bounced between family members. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, my brother and my sister-in-law thing, yeah. or my mom and dad or, mm. Yeah yeah
0: i'm sure that a lot of kids are end up a ward of the state for certain periods of time and all that stuff you know right. at least you had the family to step up that's a good thing
1: right yeah Yeah. yeah some kids aren't so lucky you know and i've heard some pretty horrible stories of foster care but i've also heard some really great ones even my niece she ended up in a place where the lady took a surfing and like she had like a Awesome time. Surfing. Because, I never yeah. tried
0: it. You know, all the times I've been out to the uh, San Diego and I never tried surfing.
1: No, me either.
0: Tom, you're sober now. You should
2: probably try surfing.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up taking four 51 A's for them to come in and say, you can't have your children no more.
2: Right. Uh, so my parents had to go to court.
1: Because um, we're, we're liars. I'm sure you were just telling these people exactly what they wanted to hear.
2: Absolutely. You know, oh, I yeah, was, I've done all that. Yeah, faking urines and signing my own I slips.
1: I did, listen, I did the same thing. Um, I remember DCF was coming to my house to urine me and my son's mother. and DCF is what?
2: Department of Children and Families. It used oh, okay. to be
1: DSS, Department of Social it's Services. Social Services. That's what it was back then. That's the one and I know about. I remember taking my son into the bathroom. Here, you got to pee in this cup. Absolutely. And I'm going to put it under the sink, but he's not going to know that. So that when the lady comes and asks for a sample, I'm going to go in there and pour his pee. And I'm telling him it's for the doctor. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you, it's for your doctor. Okay. You know. Because they, I don't know. Why would they give you a heads up? We're coming by today. <laughs> you know. Okay. Let me hide all my shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, I mean, you know, I, and I think back on it now, and I think I was probably traumatizing for my family. I mean, they had to go through my cabinets to make sure that my parents had enough food. Um, they had to take each child in a separate room and, and check their skin and stuff to make sure I wasn't abusing them, yeah, you know? Yeah. And at the yeah. time, obviously, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking about when is this lady going to leave because yeah, exactly. I need to go cop right oh
0: uh, yeah i can i can just totally imagine that yeah. scenario because it's just it's so strong an obsession It sinks so far into your mind nothing else really matters and it's it's i'm just glad that i was able you know i it, my kid's mother was there for him when he was real young and i was still using he was uh i got sober nine months into his life i believe and uh I just can't imagine. I remember I had him a few times uh, when I was using, and I would, uh, you know, wait to get home with him. I'd put him put his car seat in front of the TV, and then I'd go use. You know, yeah. And I one of the memories I have is once I got into the program uh, when I finally did get sober, and uh, just thinking like, just imagine if I had OD'd, and he'd be sitting there, yeah, in front of the TV, and I'd be dead. You know what I mean? it's so selfish it's so sad you know
1: yeah but i mean we don't think of that we're we're so i myself i was so caught up you know that had nothing to do with my kid like
0: yeah it's it's not (laughs) it's not a malicious thing it's just um you're just under the control yeah so so
1: strong if any you know if someone's listening or or watching like we get that you know don't totally get it don't beat yourself up if you've put your kids at risk
2: <laughs> absolutely i think for myself when uh dcf finally came and i lost custody you know the selfishness and self-centered as myself as an addict it was a green light for me oh yeah it gave me the ability to go and use like i wanted to i no longer right. had responsibility you know not that i was taking care of them the best i could because i absolutely wasn't you know yeah uh, my child lived off of uh you know going to Dunkin' donuts in the morning and getting a, a five munchkins in the afternoon and was chicken nuggets and you know
1: yeah
0: right
2: that was you know how i lived my life um so um during the time I'm on the Methadone clinic and um I think it's a great idea to go to nursing school so I go to nursing school and I come off the Methadone clinic and uh I end up picking back up and uh at this time you know I'm probably like 4 or 5 months pregnant um still actively using um Didn't know I was pregnant. Uh, For a lot of females, you know, that whole menstrual cycle doesn't quite work when we're using. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: So I have my son, and uh, DCF comes again, and it's, you know, meconium's positive for multiple things. And, uh, again, there I am. uh, My option, again, is to go away to treatment. So, again, it's another halfway house, you know. Um, For a long time, I thought if I went to the best... You know, women's halfway house That that would get me sober And I think I went to the three of the top best in Massachusetts But it didn't get me sober Because yeah, right, I didn't do right. anything, you know
0: Exactly, you you fix me Oh, right, that one right. didn't work Because they didn't fix me right. Like, it's so it's so funny Because the, the people in, in power Think that that's how it works Like, oh, this program works Because this program is getting people sober No, it's not like That program is helping people get sober. You know what I mean? Right. That program is a place where people can get sober and get the information that they need to figure out how to get sober. People who want to get sober, people who are willing, people who are hit bottom and have got that gift of desperation and are willing to stop using. Because all the fucking talk and programs in the world aren't going to get you sober until you have that gift of desperation or until you decide to participate. For yourself, yeah, or for whatever reason, but you're not going to get sober by sitting in a chair and saying, "All right, let me watch the movie, and then I'll be sober." Right, you know? Yeah, Trigger Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) and it just Trigger Tuesday. Wow. (laughs) We used to at that program. We used to watch these movies that would be like a you would it would trigger us so that the the director of the program would um, make us all watch movies that would make us. See people using drugs or whatever, and, yeah, drinking
1: or, drink or yeah, whatever. I don't know. I guess it. I guess they would have good. to talk about it after. Yeah, and we'd talk How about it. How did that it make after. you feel? It's <laughs> <laughs>
2: about feelings. Hey, hey and, uh. and
1: it was crazy. One time, we were watching. Um, I think it was a movie with Mickey Rourke. Vitamin Barfly or something. Oh and, yeah. Uh, me and this, the whole group, the whole house is in the living room, and we're watching this meeting. 30 guys. Big and, living room. And we hear this distinct <laughs> sound. And I hear it, and I'm like, and I turn around on this young kid, Joey, from Salty. He hears it, tune, and he looks at me, and he's like, I'm like, so we have a break. We have intermission for the movie. Yeah. What the sound was was a fucking spoon hitting the tile floor. Uh, and it was a counselor. Ooh. ooh. He was like, dude, did you hear that spoon? I said, yes, I did. Is that Randy? Yeah, yeah Randy. He's passed away now. Yeah, he, he's passed away. But yeah, he, and <laughs> then sucks. after, so like second half of the movie, me and that kid Joey are like, this, like looking talk at about Trigger Tuesday. He's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sitting there and he's like.
0: <laughs> yeah, Randy's the counselor's like, in <laughs> nodding off in the park. <laughs> oh, Look at this my dude. Word. You know?
1: What yeah, the. Yeah. So he ends up at being asked to leave like not long after that. But they just say, you got to go and like, don't take keys from him or nothing. And one day he just comes in, walks right by everybody, goes to the med cabinet, cleans it out and leaves. And no one did nothing <laughs> like, hey, Randy was just here. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know. He went over to the med cabinet. Why? <laughs> like, what? no one said nothing. Like, the you got fired. He was getting high here. Like, you guys just let him walk in. Like we you know, we're seeing your residents at the time. We've been there a while, you know. Like, Dude, you, you, hey, hey, good luck at meds tonight because you don't have any. <laughs> Sorry, Randy's got them. Yeah, Randy's fucking chewing them like fucking skittles right now, <laughs> like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> crazy, crazy. But that sound, Trigger oh yeah, Tuesday. pretty pretty yeah.
0: distinct sound. Yep, kind of oh. crazy. So. I used to cut the bottom off of
1: cans myself. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Back to you and your and DCF and Methadone Clinic. and.
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about Randy right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, I, so I, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, I, I've done the Methadone Clinic, I did the Suboxone Clinic, and like any good addict, we sell the Suboxone so we can get high. And I found out I'm pregnant, and, uh, you know, I don't want to be that mother, but really I am that mother. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm prescribed Subutex, and of course, people pay more money for Subutex, so, you know, um, that happens, so. I have
0: no idea what that is, Subutex, huh? Yes. It's like Suboxone or something? It's another one?
2: Yes, without the naltrexone? It's just the buprenorphine, yeah. Yeah.
1: Bupes? Got any of them bupes? Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. You know, um, Kishore was on the team of doctors who designed that buprenorphine stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: he's talking about this doctor that was out in Brighton. Oh. Yeah. And uh I know him from like nineteen no, ninety three or ninety four. No. 95 or ninety six. He was he invented the home detox.
0: Yep. Home detox. Oh. I went I went to do the home detox. So
1: we do this home you know, back then trying to trying to get straight just to not have a habit, not to get sober or anything. I don't want to do that. I just literally, don't want to have to rely on heroin every day.
0: Literally 20 different prescriptions or so, 25, yeah, 30.
1: That you would get every 3 with days. Three pills.
0: Each bottle would have like three pills in them mm. and you would take one a day. 20 bottles.
1: So you'd have like the Shaw's bag. A shopping bag. Full of... So, good time. Now I I now I go to Project Turnabout and we take the loser cruiser out, go oh, to the yes. Everyone's got to go to the doctor. So we're pulling in and I'm like where are we going? They're like, oh, going to so-and-so family practice. I'm like, Dr. Kishore? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you shitting me? What? <laughs> what is this place? But it was, you know, how everyone got on welfare and you could, you know, right, it, it right. helped out the treatment center. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And who um, knows? Maybe he's helped hundreds of people. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows?
1: I have no idea. We
0: don't know. I just know what happened to me was I, I got a shopping bag full of bottles yeah. with three pills in each.
1: Yeah. You know. I don't know. Didn't work for me. No.
0: <laughs> anyway. No. Sorry. Let's go back.
1: Yeah, just we I keep mean But it but it ties into her like yeah, Here, give you a prescription of suboxin or subitex and right. yeah. yeah. Here, take this as prescribed. Oh, uh. no. It doesn't happen. <laughs> we can't.
2: So what happens again? Uh, it's kind of my mo is uh, another overdose and DCF comes again. So I'm going to try the new, the new magic drug, the new one this year, because <laughs> I feel yeah. like every year they come up with a new magic drug that's going to cure me.
0: Yeah, so pilled so, up that I rattle. Yeah,
2: so I uh, I go on the Vivitrol <laughs> shot. Oh yeah. Um, and what that looked like for me was, I became a crazy IV cocaine. Drug user. Yeah,
1: I, I can't shoot dope, but I can shoot <laughs> coke. Right. Yeah. Right. Vivitrol is like a uh, like it's an opiate a, blocker. Op-
0: opiate blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And somewhere tr- in the I, I agree. I agree with that.
1: that. Like for guys like coming out of jail and you know yeah. stuff like if that. If it works like,
2: for people, that's yeah, great. It abs- just didn't work for me. Right.
1: You know, like yeah. it, it, you know, say some guy who's been in jail for five years, six months. It doesn't matter. He wants to get high when he gets out. Right at least he won't die on that first shot. Right. You know right, what yeah. I mean? Here, hit him with that. He's got 23 to 28 days where he can't get high. You know, if if it gives him that wow, amount of time. That long,
0: huh? Yeah.
1: Wow. That's yes. crazy. Huh? It's kind of weird, I guess. We're just amazing. We're
0: just these big bags of chemicals. And, you know, you stick this chemical in and that happens. Stick that chemical in and that happens. It's, yeah. It's just so, so weird. It's all pharmaceutical. Yeah. Yeah. Life is pharmaceutical. Broccoli's pharmaceutical.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not if it's organic, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget what I was watching, but they said
1: they spray this chemical on all organic vegetables. I'm like, what? How what? F- <laughs> How's it organic? You know? And it's outlawed, and but uh, it's in everything we eat. Oh. Jesus. Anyway. So, anyway, so
2: um, I go in the Vivitrol shot, it doesn't work for me. Uh, so what usually happens again is the gig's up, and I end up not having money, or my parents find out I'm using again, or, you know, another overdose, and, um, you know, the last time I used, what that looked like for me is, uh, I was muling for this kid, and I thought, I thought I had arrived, I thought I was this, you know, princess mafia person you know yes like Uh. this guy's cut me off some i'm delivering this stuff look at me you know you've got to cut me off some because i just delivered and i'm Mm. getting it all for free but in all reality what my truth looked like was by myself at three o'clock in the morning driving down the road trying to shoot up and missing and then not even be able to drive another mile down the road without having to pull over again to the point where mm. I didn't care if the cops stopped me anymore. You mm. know, it was like, I I couldn't go on anymore. I couldn't go on, you know? Um... So my lovely parents uh, found out about a place, and uh, they told me they'd send me up there so I could get treatment. And uh, they told me it was about two weeks, and I said, "Great, two weeks! I can do this. Two weeks is nothing, mm. you know." And mm. uh, what happened is I ended up staying up there for about four months, which wasn't wasn't uh, what I wasn't Nicole's plan, let's say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. And I showed up, and uh, people were walking around with notebooks, and everybody was happy. And I thought, where the hell am I? Right? They all right. drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? You it's know, hard to
0: relate to people who are all happy and clean and yeah, walking around. Yeah, with when notebooks. you hate yourself, when you hate yourself, and you look at yourself as somebody who
1: uses, and you're just yep. and and you're
2: dragging still yourself, hung around. up
1: on that identity.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I, I, you know, and I dismissed myself as these people aren't me. These people definitely right. do not, they can't, exactly. they're not like me.
0: You can't relate. Yeah. yeah, you know. But until they start opening their mouths, ah. until you hear what they used to be like, and you're right. like,
2: that's exactly what I'm like. Right. Right. Um, so I was introduced to the steps. Um, and it was eye-opening, because for so long I thought, I thought I was a mental defective. Right, I thought I either I suffered from bipolar, or I had anxiety or depression. They or,
1: gotta have a pill for something. Yes, I have. I have
2: ADD. <laughs> like if I these got people all just else, treat my mental illness, I'll illnesses. get off these drugs. Yep. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah, just give me the right drugs for <laughs> yeah. the mental illnesses, and then I'll get off the
2: street drugs. And yeah. yeah, I'll be happy. And I didn't know that I, you know, that I was an alcoholic. And uh, when I got off the drugs and alcohol without a solution, I was. Bad shit, crazy, and I, I, I didn't know how to get up and walk a dog. I didn't know how to get up and go to work every day. You know, mm. that seemed unimaginable to me. I right. couldn't fathom that. You know,
0: right? Well, y- we never learn coping mechanisms. Uh, if you if you've been using since you were a kid, right, you never learn the, the, how to live life without using. Yeah, it's so simple, but it's hard to understand. And, you know, it's hard to grasp when you when you first start out. Yeah, on journey. And, and like
1: it's you like, really it. never got the chance to parent, so it's like, fuck, get up and make breakfast for the kid. What the fuck? mean? Yeah. how do I do that? I don't eat breakfast. What? <laughs> I, you know, I, go get a co- I get a coffee here. Yeah, right. Kid have a bottle. coffee. Put some coffee in that bottle.
2: <laughs> that kid going. Want a donut? I don't know. You know, hey, make a cheese on croissant, kid. Oh (laughs) yeah, and I also um, didn't identify with people for a long time because nothing happened to me in my childhood, and I think that I was always searching for something. Something must have happened to me as why I'm an alcoholic, if that makes sense. And for many years, I wasted time asking myself that question.
1: Why? What happened? Yeah, Yeah, looking for a reason. Right. Looking like something to to pinpoint it on to blame it on. Yes. No, no. It's. Yeah. Some people are just alcoholic.
2: Yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, someone said to me, like, "Okay, you're an alcoholic. The question is not why you're an alcoholic, but like, what are you going to do about it?"
0: Mm. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. What are you
2: going to do about it? I think
0: you know. I think th- I assume that there must be some sort of predisposition, you know, like uh, something with the with the with the uh, chemical, the brain chemicals, where. All of a sudden, you get the flood of the brain chemical, and it just is, is so much better than the state you were before that you want it again and again. I don't, I don't know. Mm. It must be a predisposition
1: genetically. So, you know yeah. What I mean? Now, immediate family, any issues?
2: Yes, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Like,
1: like mom and dad? Because and like um, for me, it wasn't. Like, my mom?
2: My mom and dad are not alcoholics. It skips no. a generation yeah. a
1: lot Yeah, like my mom was like one drink on friday night and she was like <laughs> yeah. you know dad dad i hardly I, I like i remember him drinking beer and like i remember finding rolling machines and bags of weed but fucking dude's an engineer you know what i mean like smart guy and then years later after i find out you know i'm sober grandpa rage and alcoholic had no idea yep. had no idea yep just always had his glass with his drink in it. I don't know what the drink was, but it was Booze, obviously. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in like a Brady Bunch home, you know? Yeah. My parents were great. I, I had they gave me everything I ever wanted and needed. I was more of a spoiled brat than I was anything. Yeah. You know? Everything was all about me.
0: Mm-hmm. What about that that golden age of thirteen when you did
2: feel uncomfortable socially? Did that happen to you? No? That did that did happen to me and um it, it wasn't that I didn't feel different. You know, I hung out with different crowds. I just didn't. I was always still searching for that crowd, if that makes sense. Like, I would hang out with these different type of people, different crowds in high school, different crowds growing up. But I just didn't fit into any group, if that makes sense. No. I just didn't fit in.
0: Didn't fit in. Yeah. I played that's a good classic. chameleon. I that's played cool. a great oh, yeah, yeah. alcoholic behavior. You made Not, people you know. think you fit in.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Right. You want, I would dress
2: the dress, talk the talk, you know. Yep. I'm Wanted a to great feel actor. At home. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. that's a alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's it's
0: you can see the pattern. It's very similar. Like uh someone we know always says, you know, the uh mistakes have been made and the books have been written. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you know, a beautiful saying. We've
1: uh, alcoholics have been the same for hundreds and hundreds of years i'm sure you know? yeah like you can go back into some religious material and read some stuff about you know people that's why they call them spirits because people drink and they're fucking different they change uh, you know what I've I mean? way that. back that, that. <laughs> way back way back you know because like like i see people that every time they drink they get angry you know what i mean mm. and, and,
2: the native americans believe in that that's yeah. what i heard yeah, yeah
1: like we've Alcoholics have been the same for a long, long, long time. Right. You know, yeah. We've been fucking shit up and ruining our <laughs> lives for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> so
0: there's nothing new under the sun, and there's, there's ways to get to get uh, better. Yeah. But yeah. so you were uh, in the program. They introduced you to the steps. And-
2: right. They introduced me to the steps, and. Uh- I just started taking, you know. I just started taking suggestions because it came to the point where I didn't want to live the life I was living anymore. Mm. I didn't know how to live a normal life. Became willing. I became willing. That's, I had that gift. I took direction. You know,
0: that's one of the things that happened to me too. Is when when I got sober, I became willing in a different way than I ever had before. You know, and somebody said, somebody in my my room at the program was like, uh, they say you're supposed to pray on your knees before you go to bed. I was like, "Yeah, I prayed laying down. Don't worry about me." Yeah. And then I, and then I f- thought about it, and I was like, "What am I doing? And like, I'm not am, am I not willing or what?" And then the next night, I was on my knees. Right. And that was, you know, the, the became willing is such a huge, huge step.
2: It and I think it's a process like it. too. Yeah, it it's, is. It's you know, it's not like all of a sudden it's you know, bingo.
0: Yeah, it's like. God's got, got like a, like a uh, backhand to you. He's like, you willing yet? No? <laughs> right. All
2: right, go ahead. What? <laughs> you right there?
0: You want some more? You're not willing yet?
2: Yeah. But it, it was, you know, a lot of my early recovery was feeling uncomfortable and doing things I didn't want to do. That's what I was taught. Do those things that you don't want to do. You know, someone told me, go outside and, and pick up the cigarette butts and don't mm. tell anybody that you did it. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm like... Yeah. All right, if this is what's going to keep me sober, then I'm going to go outside and start picking up these cigarette butts. And still, I couldn't fathom, like, how is this going to keep me sober? Yeah, right. You (laughs) know? Like, what?
1: What's this going to do? Yeah. Besides make someone else's job easier. (laughs) Altruism. I (laughs) remember uh, Dan
0: Bolin, our counselor, uh, that we had him on the show, the first episode, he he made me um, write down the definition to altruistic or something. Altruism. Mm. One of those. Yeah. You know, it's doing something for the sake of doing something. Not forgetting
1: any reward, not forgetting right. any recognition. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I, I, I had a sponsee to say, "Oh, I was altruistic today." And I'm like, "Oh, really?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Told me he gave someone butts. I'm like, "Was anyone else around?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Did you do it so you look good?" Yeah. So then you were a selfish fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Yeah, you did it for yourself, not for him. Right. It's it's tough. Do something for someone and don't tell anyone. Right, right. Way harder than you think. Absolutely. Way harder because we want that.
2: Oh yeah, good job. Of course, of course.
1: You know, yeah. But on, if you can, you feel so much better. Like when they, you know, you know that you did it, but no one else does.
0: Well, that's the thing. You know, uh, you're 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 also you're not just doing it to impress others. You can do things to impress yourself. Yeah because you can you can do things to make yourself ashamed. You can do things to make yourself hate yourself. You can make all these stupid little actions that that you do when you're out there using that eventually in the back of your mind you start thinking of yourself as that person right. and you're loathing yourself. You can do the exact opposite of that. In the back of your mind you can have these nice things that you know that you're the guy who did the or the person who did that too. Mm. Without even consciously thinking about it. But that's like a it builds up, you know. Just be, be. see I, I just changed my there's a there's a quote that I love. It's uh We are what we repeatedly do. I think it's Aristotle.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: It's
0: mm. a good one. <laughs> mm.
2: Right. Yeah, so uh I started going through the steps and um You know another thing is is, is I needed people to break down my my ego, if that makes sense. Because I had this big facade, right? Mm-hmm. That I was this, I was a good daughter and I was a good mom and I was a good friend and I'd give you the shirt off my back. When in all reality, no. If you didn't have something for me or something I needed or wasn't going to do something that benefited me.
1: Yeah, even if it was down the road.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: I can relate to that. To
2: you, huh? Yeah, I needed someone to tell me like, you don't know how to be a mother. You know, yeah, and you that, don't know what a true friend is because you've never it, been one. It stings and
1: it hurts, but it learn it, it it helps you learn how to be those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's
0: got to be a hard that's got to be a hard thing to hear. You don't know how to be a mother. That's a, that's a
2: difficult thing to. Must, but it was my truth, been. Tom. Right. It, it was my truth. You know. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you have to hear the hard
1: hard things. Right. Something but then think. you meet people that show you how. Yes. You know. Oh, yes. Around here. Oh yes. Like. Yeah. You don't know how to do something, there's someone around here that someone does. Absolutely. Does. That's Absolutely. what People like. who's gonna tell you all about it. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, um I had taken a third step and uh again, not quite sure what that was all about. All I knew it was it was me making a contract with God that I was gonna you know what, let me give these steps a try, and if they don't work I can always go back out there, right? What did, I have, what did I have to lose, right. you know?
0: Your misery will be refunded.
2: Yeah, so, so I read this, you know, prayer off a piece of paper, still clueless on what I was doing, and um, I started writing. And I think, you know, when I started writing, it broke me down. I don't, want, I don't know if it broke me down, but it was like it allowed me to release so much stuff that I had built up over time, over years, over years and years and it it helps me to see that I'm not the person I want to be you know I needed to change and become the person I wanted to become Hmm. right Mm -hmm. right um so I did steps five six seven and um still so unsure you know was I you know the perfectionism kicked in was I doing it right if I did it wrong was this gonna work and you know mm, am right. I praying right am I doing this right and you know all this crazy crazy delusional thinking that we yeah. addicts have you know yeah. or, or myself or, that I have
1: alcoholic um, thinking
2: yeah oh big time big Stin- time stinking thinking yes yep. <laughs> um
0: your thinking your thoughts really smell in your <laughs>
2: so uh i wrote my eighth step and um i was given the okay to like all right let's go start some amends you know and uh i made a trip back to mass and i can remember my poor father was scared shitless that the cops were going to come when I started going to all these stores to make amends for, yeah. you know, stealing and stuff. And my dad oh, was yeah. like, I need to drive you. You know, I need to go with you. And I'm, you know, I'm talking to my contact up there and I'm like, you know, my dad wants to go with me. What do I say? And they're like, if it makes your dad happy then he wants to go with you, then... Let him go. You make your dad happy, right? Because yeah. you've fucked this guy so much, you know, fucked his life yeah.
1: up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um. So I make these amends and... uh I go to this one treatment center I had been to before, and um, I was so egotistical when I was there. I was a frequent flyer, right? Like, you know, the airplane, airline tickets. Oh, yeah. You fly so many times, you think you're rewarded, and you need to go to first class. That was me. Yeah. I thought, like, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, untreated alcoholism and going through these treatment centers, you think, I'm going to walk through those doors, <laughs> and they're going to say, hey,
2: Nicole.
1: That sucks. But we think that's cool.
2: Absolutely. As an
1: addict, active addict or alcoholic. We're known in a treatment center, so we're cool. No. No, you should be on a different bus. <laughs> like that's not the cool <laughs> bus. But like we like we we talk about on almost every episode is that identity. Yeah. Like we we just that w- that was our identity, and we need that to, like, to almost, like, to get through our everyday life, whether mm-hmm. we're sober or not. Like, that, you know, someone knows who I am.
2: Right. I said, oh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, my delusional thinking is, like, oh, they're going to be so happy to see me. They're going to know I'm not dead. They're going to, you know, want to give me a hug, and yeah. maybe I'll get an extra pillow and some real coffee or something, you know? <laughs> like, so delusional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I had to make amends to the man who uh, who who ran this facility. And um, I can remember, you know, I made my amends. And he said, Nicole, I forgive you, but you need to forgive yourself. You know, and I can remember walking out of the building and all of a sudden, you know, the waterworks happens. And I'm saying, mm. thank you, God. Like, this is really working. You know, mm. like, this is really working in my life. And, um, yeah. You know, I'm still newly sober and still sick at times. And I say to myself, well, you know, I have to go to one more store and I'll be, you know, in and out, make this amends, go back, you know. And uh, I show up in the front of the store and I'm thinking, you know, the manager's going to bring me to the back room and it's just going to be me and the manager. I'll be in and out, bing, bang, boom. Well, -hmm. God had a different plan because Nicole's plan never works out, right? Yeah, right. So I walk in and... um, you know, I asked for the manager and the manager comes and it's right at the front of the building of the entrance of the store and customer service is there and the cashiers are there and there are people all around. And I said, all right, what am I willing to do to stay sober, right? What lengths am I willing to? I'll, I If I have to be humbled, that's what God wants me to mm. be, right? Mm. So, um, you know, I stand in front of the woman and I tell her, you know, I start to make the amends to her, and um, she starts crying, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, dear. Like, I don't think I stole that much money, right? Like, <laughs> still sick still sick mentality. Like, lady, you don't know how much of money I've really taken, and, and, you know, I'm making a financial amends to you. And uh, she says, I know what you're doing right now. You're, you're making an amends to me. And I kind of looked at her funny, and she said, my husband died three years ago of alcoholism, and my kids told me they didn't want to bury me too. And uh, mm. you've proved to me that people still do this work, right? Wow, yeah. Wow. And that really hit me because for so many times people would say, the amends isn't about you. The amends isn't about you. And I don't think until that right. day I actually realized that, you know, that God mm. was like, Nicole, this isn't about you. This is about that lady, you know?
0: Yep. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's a great story right there.
2: Just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: and sometimes that's. Stupid alcoholics! We need something like that for for us to realize that we got to keep doing this shit. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, like we need (laughs) that god shot. You know. know? Yep.
2: So delusional. you don't know, have to make an amends to my oldest son. I'll tell you one more immense story. I have to make this amends to my son, and I have it all planned out. Cause Nicole, you know, I gotta everything's gotta go right, you know. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna bring him out to eat. But I'm gonna have this talk with him. We're gonna have this deep, loving connection, mother daughter, mother son, you know, thing. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, you know, Stephen, where do you want to go? And he's like, Panera Bread. I'm like, Panera Bread. Like, I'll I'll take you out. He's like, No, I want to go to Panera Bread. All right, we go to Panera Bread. You know, when I sit down and I um, I tell him about, like, what a shitty mother I was, you know, and he, he knows all this. I mean, I, I pretty much yeah. walked him into the woods with me, you know. He lived it. Yeah, yeah he's he lived, lived it. it. Yeah. And um, yeah. <clears throat> he says back to me, Mom, I just want you to be there. That was it. That's all he said. And I was still kind of like, I, I want you to give me more. No, say something else to me. Tell me you're mad at me. Tell me you're angry or mm. tell me, you know, something. And I can remember calling my sponsor afterwards and being like, you know, all he said to me was, "I just want you to be there." And she said to me, "How powerful is that?"
1: But you're like, yeah, mm, that wasn't enough. Yeah, you're being selfish during <laughs> yes. your events. Yes,
2: you know, like give me more. I know. Yeah, you know, and she yeah. was like, he just wants you to show up, and and I think that's part of like. You know, being a mother and being a parent in recovery is like I make mistakes all the time. But my yeah. one thing is, is I just have to keep showing up. You know, yeah. Yeah. I just put one front in front of the other, and they know that I'm there. And you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm I'm perfectly imperfect. You know, I'm a human.
1: Yeah, yeah. We that's that's like the biggest thing we have to remember. Right. You know, we
2: we fuck up all the time.
1: You know, so, I was just I was talking to a couple of the people out front when I got in here, and uh, one of the girls that were sitting down and she was like yeah well, I've, I've known you for a while like are you just i how, was thinking you still doing like the same since i'm like yeah i'm like it's been 16 years and she was like w-. and i was like but the only thing i have done right is not pick up no matter how i felt no matter how shitty things went i i don't believe that's that i think only a thing. lot of other things right no no no. That's one hundred percent Oh that's nice One hundred percent right. Like I I've I've failed every area of my life that I could fail. But it didn't make me feel bad enough that I needed to resort to my old Right. Well ways. I think after a while
0: you realize that uh you know there's nothing in it for you. It's not gonna provide any release. Yeah. No. You know? You no. Know, there's no like release that's, there.
1: That's the only thing I've done it's a lie. perfectly is not pick up. Right. A day at okay. a time. Mm. You know? A lot of days at a time. Yeah. It's cause you're old. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: yes, <Tom>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: I don't I, I don't look that old though. I think I look pretty well <laughs> start dyeing dying my hair and take like fifteen years off. <laughs> no. oh. But yeah, we uh we hang out with a lot of the same people. We do. We do, and uh, it's al- always laughing. That's always. why. I, that's why I put that up last night. You know what I mean? I was like, she's gonna hate me, <laughs> but because I know you can get tend to get a little nervous about things. So. I do. I,
2: I do. I still get nervous. I, I you know, I, 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 it's not like I haven't spoken before multiple times, but I don't know. So, so I just talk to God before I speak. That's yeah. what I do. So what's what's a oh,
1: yeah. what's a day in the life of Nicole look like now, as opposed to? say, 10 years ago? Coach jeepers.
2: Um, I get up every day and I go to work. That's, that is crazy. That's insane right there, okay? Um, I pray every morning. One thing that I've done Mm -hmm. since I've gotten sober is I pray. I I, I have to pray. Prayer Mm. is a big part of my life. Um, without God, I wouldn't be sober. Um, so I talk to God um, You know I go to work And and I come home And I'm a mother of two boys I have a 17 year old and an 8 year old And I'm a, I'm a single parent And uh, you know cook dinner And uh, we hang out And you know The next day it's repeated But my life's very simple now And I like to keep it very simple yeah. You know um, I have a few people I went from like at wanting to be friends with everyone to know my life consists of a very small circle, and I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely yep. okay with that. I, you know, That
1: was the same. Like, <clears throat> it was, I always thought, like, the more people that I knew and hung out with, like, the you know, better people think of me.
2: Oh, ego driven, big time, oh. right?
1: Now it's like, nah, I ain't got room for that, in that circle. <laughs> <laughs> nope, right? You know, yeah, it, it, it's funny because uh, a friend of mine, um. Really banged up Out oh, in nah. the West Coast And uh, another kid Went out there And the, had this whole plan Like, alright, yeah I'll, I'll come home And we'll do what we need to do And he calls me up And I I was working I didn't get to answer it And he leaves me a voicemail He's like, he's like dude Now I know why you're the way you are After all these years Like, how you can, like because I, I can't stay, like, so emotionally connected anymore because mm. it's, like, it hurts way too much, you know? And now I know, like, yeah, that's it's alcoholic behavior, you know? Like, I understand I have empathy, but it doesn't affect me as, as much as it used to. Uh, I can identify you know, with that. And, uh, yes. Like, the kid went out, flew all the way out there, like, put his life on hold, and dude, like, basically ditched him at the airport. You know, that's what we do Yeah, like, that's and what I, we un- do. I understood that as well I'm like oh yeah well you didn't expect that Like, right. should have had Lojack on that motherfucker like <laughs> handcuffs there used to be this show called The Cleaner I don't know if you've ever seen it I think it was Benjamin Pratt and he used to like dude it was on I for like one that. season maybe two and he would like families would find him and they would hire him and he would go and kidnap people and like detox them and like they would get better I fucking loved it it was awesome I want to do that but it don't work all the time, you know? Well, I think that
0: uh, just having kids will, will bring your, uh, if you're, you know, doing the right thing, just having kids will bring your circle a little smaller. I mean, you can't be social yeah. butterfly when you've you got people depending on you. you right. You know what I mean? You've got to be kind of a little less.
2: Well, right. I can remember, you know, being in early recovery and it being Friday night and thinking to myself, my God, it's Friday night. You know, yeah. like I uh, we supposed to be doing something. <laughs> yeah, we got a party, don't and we? now I'm like, oh, Friday night, my home group, and like we go out to eat, and then I get to go home.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm in right. bed by ten, you and that's a great home. night. Yeah, if you it's ask a great me,
0: night. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yep. I remember the uh, the feeling of like when I when I st- when I finally did start working like construction type jobs again. Uh, you know, on that afternoon, that Friday afternoon, you'd know the weekend was there, and uh, you know traditionally it would be like race home to take a shower to get back out and get them my my belly full of beer or whatever it was I, yeah yeah i was gonna be putting in my system it was like a it was like an elation like a you know anticipation and you're all yes. psyched up and then after a while it was just uh you know i was sick and i had to get out <laughs> out of work and cop so i didn't you know yep. shit my pants
1: yeah, and,
2: that, and also it's like... Bad now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, now, but now it's like, yes, it's
1: Friday, it's payday, but no, you borrowed all you paid during the week, so you're fucking oh, broke. Yeah. So you're you broke. know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I work for a friend of mine, kid I grew up with fucking since we were in kindergarten, and it got to the point where one day he was like, you know what? Payday is on fucking Friday, dude. I can't do it no more. He knew what was going on, but he just... Wasn't like too keen on like the addict alcoholic behavior, mm. but like he did it in his way. He's like, "You'll get paid on Friday," because right. I'd be no like, more lending, "Hey, bro, I need like uh, <laughs> yeah. I need gas or the electricity got shut off." Or, you Dude,
0: know? I was I, that reminds me of a time period in my life where I was living in Roslindale. And I was working on the cape, and I had this old shitbox, uh, Volkswagen golf, and the clutch <gasps> pedal used to fall off, and I would <laughs> I had a Volkswagen golf John I would do my wake up, and I'd put the clutch pedal on <laughs> and yeah, I'd, right. I would start driving down the cape, and then it would fall off at a light. I'd open the door, put it back on.
1: Oh my when prob- God! When you probably only needed like a wrist pin Fool. or a cotter pin, something that was oh, like no, forty need- cents at a What I needed
0: money. was a, to jack it up, remove the gas cap, and pull another car underneath. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Set that so. thing on fire. Oh, this <laughs> is oh, nuts! And and that was the time when I was like, oh yeah, well, can we get paid out for that for that job? Uh,
1: you know, on a Tuesday. Or, oh. you know. <laughs> Terrible, gross, terrible, Just gross. and I, like, I, re- I remember, like, you know, all right, I gotta go work a shift. I got enough to get me through, mm. and I gotta wait till s- this time to do it. Be on the fucking way there and be like, you know, fuck it. No, right. one, I'm gonna fucking be sick, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I couldn't even so, stop myself from doing it's so you know? ugly. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's so and bad. like I. I I drive by those people today, and like that shit is still that fresh. Like, oh yeah. Did a little roundabout through Brockton today, and I was like, Whew. "Well, you know, you know I what keeps know. me I, on it, a day like today? Uh, with the humidity and the heat running oh, around? Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, remember oh, the,
0: uh, the the what keeps me um, honest with myself is the feeling of the. Remember how powerful the um, urge to use was, and how much it. It would dismiss anything else. Oh, didn't yeah. It didn't matter what else. Yeah. It's like, pff, you know what I mean? That's so powerful. And I don't want to be under the control of that anymore. I don't. I have a great life. I, I enjoy myself. I I, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate myself, and I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? And there's no question in my mind that if I start down the road, whatever road it is, you know, whether it's appetizers and a beer at some place or, yeah. you know, whatever – I'm going to be that guy again if, I, if I'm not careful. Yep. You know what I mean? If I don't maintain my, myself. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's beautiful life. It's so good. I love that, uh, you know, you, what is it? You can have everything. You just got to give up one thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. You can give up everything so and true. have one thing or give up so one true. thing and have everything. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, would you man. rather be a mule? yeah yeah hey Juan, how's your bureau? <laughs> i was a mule
2: <laughs> uh,
0: all right so how long oh we're about yeah, there we're doing good we're about there
2: yeah so uh, what i continue to do is i continue to write inventory um i meditate i read spiritual litter and i help other women literature where,
1: where do you find spiritual litter <laughs> Because I bet you if you
2: <laughs> God's cat box has spiritual litter. Let me know when you clean that cat box out, Chris. Told you told you it would make fun of you.
1: Spiritual litter. We're patenting that one. <laughs> is that like oh, trash Christ. at church? It maybe? is.
2: It is. Mm. It is. Cool. Shh.
1: So, yeah, spiritual literature.
2: <laughs> Remind me to smack you when we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I try to read spiritual literature, and I meditate probably not as much as I should, but um, you know, there's always no there's, I, there's always stuff I have to continue working on in yeah. recovery. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? In if life, you guys can identify with that, yeah. Absolutely. But that's a good thing. It's absolutely. You
1: know, because when, when we think we got it all, that's one more bumming. Oh. That's one more Listen, bumming. Chris, I'm still crazy. And if you ever did have it all, it'd be boring. Yeah, right. Why would you want to have it
2: all? You right? just want to keep working at to get it all. Yeah. <laughs> my job you know, is just to like be a good person today. Yeah. Be a mom to my kids. Be a friend. Yep. You know, help other people.
1: There you yeah. go. Live life, and, and that's the thing. Like we're not doing anything fucking miraculous.
2: Not at all. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> we're we're actually living and behaving and doing the things that we should be doing
2: absolutely that's how
1: we should live absolutely you know and that's right if the whole world did that we'd have a lot less problems
2: do one others as you would have done to you mm. right
1: that's right. true yes that's the truth
0: all right so with that I think we better wrap this up
1: yeah so thank you um, very much yes thank, thank you, you Tom. Nicole thank you Chris um Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube. You can also subscribe. We're probably coming to Stitcher, uh,
0: in the next couple of days. Yeah, Instagram. I think Instagram. We got an
1: Instagram page now. Yep. So we're big things. Big things are happening. Um, share. You know, if anyone has any topics, anyone wants to be on the podcast, yeah, like, definitely check us out. You know, hit us up, message the uh, Facebook group, Life on Life's Terms podcast. Uh, And, you know, we'll do what we can. You know, if anyone needs to talk or needs help. We can point you in the direction. We can definitely point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, So, again, thanks to Cole. Uh, LOLterms.com. Peace. Peace.